How are you doing today, sir? Hey, I'm doing well. How about you? Absolutely fantastic. How's Bella and her sister? Oh, man, they're great. They're doing great. Don't you love the way that they have this this really cool way of getting inside our imaginations, which fills our heart with music and, 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 and to be able to grow with them? Dude, that is the perfect way to put it. I... <laughs> I absolutely love it. And it's amazing how like she can just spark that creative creativity in me so quickly. I'm amazed that I, sometimes I think that, that young children are the teachers and we're still the students. I honestly believe that, you know, I, I, I read a quote not too long ago that said that, you know, children, children under a certain age, they actually know everything. <laughs> they just keep, keep it away from, they keep it from us. Yeah. And honestly, I believe that like it's it's like they, they're so pure that they don't that, that they know a lot of things, but don't realize they know it. And then we that every day we lose a little bit of that. Yeah. And so we can learn. We can learn from that. And I, I really appreciate that. I, I get the opportunity to to learn every single day from my girls. I've been so overtaken by the power of children in the way that I, I believe that, that we all are given this book that we're supposed to bring into this new world. And and I did a painting uh, on this gigantic canvas of the child dropping the book. In other words, the child saying, I got this. Okay, let me go. Let me go grow. And I think that that book is still up there. And, we, and that's the reason why we leave this planet is to go get that book and see if we did it right. Wow. That's 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 good. That's deep. So that's well. What about your music? It's just as deep, Mister Mister. <laughs> <laughs> Where does it come from for you? Because I mean, I mean, seriously. I mean, when when you set your music free, it it, it creates fires in our heart, and and it allows us to escape our present place. How do you know? How do you know how to get to us? Honestly, that's a really good question. I I truly believe that I, I don't know if you want to call it divine intervention or the universe, whatever you want to call it. I truly believe that people who can tap into that creativity really do. It, it really is, you know, from a higher power. Yeah. And I truly believe that that's where I get my ability to write from. I remember being 14 years old. I remember 14 or 15 and I used to cry because I didn't, I couldn't write songs yep. and I really wanted to, I wanted to be able to write music. And I was just so sad because I like would listen to the radio and I would hear all of these amazing songs. And I'm just like, do people come up with this? Like, how did they do this? And one of those songs I would tell you that's really stuck out to me is still one of my favorite songs of all time. And that's, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I just, whenever I hear that song, it takes me to a whole nother place. It takes me to a whole nother level. And I always would just be like, how? How did they come up with this? It's so simple, but it's such a beautiful song that everyone can connect to. And I just, like, it would just bother me so much. Like, why can't I do this? I want to be able to do this. And it wasn't until I was about 17 years old when I, like, it just kind of clicked for me. And I just started putting, you know, putting everything to pen and 
just what it started off as journaling. It started off as journaling, mm-hmm. and then that journaling turned into writing music. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I was until we we lost my brother in 2013 when I really wrote a song that I really felt was a song that encapsulated all of the feelings that I felt in the grief that I felt when I lost my brother and that was breathing underwater. Mm. And that song, I honestly believe it came from the most, the deepest, most ethereal part of me when I was in, you know, a a deep part of my grief. Um, And it just fit at that perfect moment. And I was like, and everyone, every time I sing it, every every time, you know, I play it for someone that has lost someone mm-hmm. or has dealt with loss in some way, they always tell me like, dude, I don't know where you got that from, but like that song really helped me. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, writing that because you kind of put into feeling that, that's that feeling of loss that I feel right now. And like you made me feel so much better after hearing that song. So like, honestly, like I said, I feel like it's it's from a higher power. Yeah, yeah. The, the moment you experience with that song is something that in my own journaling, I always call that the saddest love song you had to write. And and it's it's like you had to really be with yourself in order to to deal with what was going on. And, and, and it serves not only as a healing mechanism, but also an answer. Absolutely. And I still remember to this day when I wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I was sitting, it was a rainy day in Waco, Texas, mm-hmm. when I was when I was in college, and I was sitting right there looking out the window in the rain. And I was I had my keyboard right right here by the window. And I just sat there and started coming up with a melody. Mm-hmm. And the that chorus came to me. Uh, it's just like breathing underwater. And from there, I built the song around that chorus, and it just, it came naturally. It came naturally, it came quickly. Mm-hmm. It didn't take probably 15 minutes to write the whole song. Don't, I mean, I love that about writing music is the fact that it, it starts off as a trickle. Sometimes it's blocked. There could be a beaver dam somewhere up there, but all of a sudden when it opens up, you're like going, whoa, and, and you receive it, and then all of a sudden it moves yeah. from you to us, and then we share it forward. I love the, the process of a song. I absolutely do too. And it just, I, I love to, one thing that I love to do just for fun, I love looking up like song facts for like my favorite song and like hearing how, um, one of my favorite ones is a crazy little thing called love uh, and how Freddie Mercury just like infinitely wrote and came up with that song. He was just chilling in the bathtub (laughs) and he was mimicking Elvis and just out of nowhere that idea of the song came to him and he wrote the song in like five minutes yeah. and like it's such a great song and you're like oh great song like that in five minutes it does it like blows my mind to hear those stories elton john has stories like that and you know like i am that and elton john that that one just blows my mind because i still haven't figured out how he can he looks at the lyrics and is like, oh, I have the melody for yeah, that. Yeah, and then yeah, he just, yeah. it's like, how do you do that? Like the one for me is Tiny Dancer. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, cause the lyrics are very nonsensical in some ways, you know, Blue Jean Baby, you know, like all of those, 
Because you're like, what, what does that mean? Like, I don't understand what that song means sometimes. But then the way he wrote the melody to Teppin's uh, lyrics, and it's just like, bam, like how? <laughs> up with that <laughs> so it, it's beautiful it's, it's beautiful how songs can just come just come for people like that. <laughs> well, I, I love what Elton has done with Dido as well as Britney Spears, where he took Tiny Dancer as well as Rocket Man and he gave it a whole new life. And it's like, dude is exactly. going to live forever. I, I, I've been loving what he's been doing with that. Like just every, every, like just revitalizing classics and giving them a whole new breath of life with these techno and EDM beats. And it's like, it's like you're, you're not it's like it's a whole brand new song that you've never heard before but modernized <laughs> you brought up two huge songs on my, that came from my radio career which was crazy little thing called love as well as uh still haven't found what i'm looking for from you too i was that jock on the radio when listeners would just endlessly call up and want to hear it want to hear it want to hear it and i think that was part of my 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 love for wanting to share the story of music is like why do you want to hear it now we have to talk to the to the authors of the music to find out why they created it yeah, no, I, that's, that's, man, it's, that's the thing I love about music so much is because when you find out people can create some of the most beautiful moments in music history, music history in general, out of all types of emotions that they can go through in life. And, you know, no matter who you are or where you are, no matter what circumstance, no matter what economic downfall or economic um, strife or economic well prosperity you have, we can all connect to at least one song. Mm -hmm. And you know, it could be "God Only Knows" by the Beach Boys. <laughs> it can be "Super" by Stevie Wonder. It can be "I Heard It Through the Grapevine" by Marvin Gaye. Like, there's so many songs that we can hear and you're just like like you can you can you hear it and you're like oh man or it could be a change is gonna come by sam cook you know all of all of these songs that have different meanings for different for, for for people but the one thing that that you that we know that can connect us is just that love of music mm -hmm. so a good example of this that i saw at the grammys this past year i'm i'm a i'm a avid grammy watcher i freaking <laughs> love the grammys I love, I've been to the Grammys once. I was fortunate enough to go in 2015. Wow. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, 2015. And um, got one of my favorite moments of that was when they do the matchups of different artists. Yep. Who, like, you don't expect that they could do a, a matchup of songs together, but then it comes together and it's a beautiful moment. And I remember I was there at the Grammys in 2015, and one of the coolest moments that I got to see was Annie Lennox and Hosier. Oh. And both of them doing I Put a Spell on You and Take Me to Church. His <laughs> head. And the mashup of both of those songs, it was like, I would never have expected these songs to go together or have any type of feeling together. A song that was written, written way in the 50s mm -hmm. and you know made popular by the incomparable Nina Simone and then you have a new song, barely written in the 2010s, yeah. 
and them having very similar sound and feel and then them matching them up and making something so incredibly cool that you would have never thought that those songs would go together. And, and it just came out beautifully. This past year, the one that really stood out to me was Chris Stapleton and Stevie Wonder. Yes, that, yes. Uh, like that, that was just, just the just one. I'm, I'm a big fan of Chris Stapleton. And of course, Stevie Wonder is, he is a legend. <laughs> In, in every way that you can be a legend in music. And then for them to come and just turn higher ground into this new, like, like they basically brought it back yeah. and, and, and just made you fall in love with the song again. And that was just one of the coolest moments for me this year. And me being a big fan of both of those artists, I was losing my mind. I was just like, oh my God, if I could be in that room right now, I would be up on, I would be going crazy right now. And so, yeah, I, I that's what I love about music. I love that feeling. I love the feeling that it, it can, can give us and the memories that it can bring and the, the, the light that it can bring into people's eyes. Um, I used to, I used to sing, um, when I was in college, I used to go to, um, there was a nursing, uh, care service because I was actually pre-med, bio pre-med, uh, Baylor and, uh, my bachelor's degree. And, um, I would do volunteer work at these different nursing homes and, you know, just meeting, you know, with people and, you know, learning about them and you know learning about the disorders and diseases that they personally deal with and then one day one of the ladies i went to her house with one of the um one of the volunteer care workers and she had a piano and i love it was a beautiful piano i could tell it was probably made in like the 1960s like 1940s or mm-hmm. 50s mm-hmm. but took good care of it and then on top of that, she would always get it re, uh, you know, retuned every every like year or two. Mm-hmm. And I and she said she loved that piano. She can't. She couldn't really play anymore because she had arthritis. And so I sat at that piano and I played a song for her. And to see how her eyes lit up and to see how her whole demeanor changed. Um, after, you know, playing that song for her. Uh, I still remember what song I played. I played my mom's, one of my mom's favorite hymns mm. that she loves, Battle Hymn of, Repu- of the Republic. Mm-hmm. And so I played a little bit of that for her. And just to see the light in her eyes and to see her whole demeanor, how straight up she stood. Because <laughs> she was sitting down in the chair and she heard me sing and she was like, wow. Like she did, and just, her whole demeanor changed. And to see, how that can help people and how music can make you feel something and and change your whole perspective in a matter of seconds is the reason why I love music. Don't you look at yourself as being some sort of a medicine man or a shaman in the way that you have the power, you don't abuse it, but you let it grow in the hearts of others? Absolutely. I I truly believe, I, I, I truly believe music is magic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just thinking about the type of like how just how music in itself is therapy, and there is you know a whole 
um, psychological field and uh, uh, to music therapy in itself and how it can help people. Um, I remember watching a video years ago where um, it was an older lady who she couldn't really talk that much, but whenever someone would cut on her favorite song, oh, she would always think. Yep. And how her whole demeanor and how her whole like her whole attitude, everything would change when that music came on. And um, I see it myself in my own family. I have a I have a, a great uncle who has special needs, and every single time he sees me on TV. And here's me singing. My mom, he'll he'll call my mom. He'll be like, <laughs> I see, I see him, I see him on the show. He's singing, and just to like see, and he's he's probably in his late 80s, and like to see how excited he gets when he sees me singing, and when he sees, you know, here's me, here's me playing music, and how like. It just his whole the, his whole demeanor and his, like the light in his eyes come in come out and you know it's just it's amazing. I love that's what I'm telling you, man. I love music. I absolutely love it. And I I really back on this and I'm like, how the heck did I stop doing it? Oh, <laughs> uh, for so long. And I I kick myself a little bit, but honestly, I feel like I needed I needed that moment, you know, to myself. I needed to get back and center myself you know, get kind of get back into the center of who I was and find out who I am. And I, I really appreciate the fact that, you know, I took those years off because it's made me a stronger person yep. um, mentally. But then on top of that, I'm able to appreciate my love of music more. I'm able to appreciate the value of what I've learned and and, and what I've done in the years that I did do my music. I mean, not many people can, you know, say that they've been, you know, in front of some big names, yeah, yeah. Um, either in a studio or, you know, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm not bragging about this, but, you know, I've, I've been very fortunate to open up for some really big artists <laughs> like Karim Bay <laughs> And Andy Grammer and Jason Mraz and uh, Nico and Vin, mm -hmm. um, Five for Fighting, a um, lot of just a lot of different artists that I've been fortunate, you know, to be in front of and and be able to open up and and be able to perform. Jack Ingram. Yes. Um, then on top of that, different type of types of genres, and you know, having that appreciation for. Um, those genres and the different types of music that I've been able to be in front of and then being able to perform at places and not even realize who was in the crowd. <laughs> I remember I was at a club um, and uh, it was actually uh, the club that uh, she's an actress. Her name's Tisha Campbell. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and uh, so her and her uh, ex-husband had a club called the Zen Lounge in L.A., and they would always invite me there. They they would like, I, I would go probably every couple of weeks or every, like once every month when I would fly into LA um, from Texas. And they, you know, they would be like, hey, are you in tech? Are you in, you know, are you in LA this month? This month? Hey, we'd love to have you come and perform. And so that weirdly enough, that, that, that night, they wanted me to do a change is gonna come. Wow. 
out of out of like all of a sudden and not realizing <laughs> that I'm over here singing this song and or I'm about to sing this song and then I, I hear huh <laughs> and I'm like what's going on I'm like right here on the about to like I already I just hooked in my guitar and I turn to my left and I see Will freaking Smith. Wow. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Wow. I am in the same room as Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and he just walked in and he just grabbed, you know, a seat and he was ready to hear me. And I sang this song. And he just, he stood up and he looked at me and pointed at me and said, I love it. Right there. And I was like, what? Like, I just got a whole gesture from the Will Smith and got to talk to him for a little bit after. And he was like, man, he was like, dude, your voice, yep. you touched me. Yep. And to hear that from someone that I grew up watching literally pretty much all my life <laughs> since Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And being able to hear him talk about me yeah. and and not me talking about him was just an incredible moment that, you know, that's a moment that I'll never forget. You, you got to come back to this show anytime in the future. I love your stories. And I know that this is just the first step of a brand new beginning. It really is. And I'm very thankful that I get the opportunity to do this again. I never thought I would. But I'm very thankful for the opportunity, and I would love to come back, Arrow. Excellent. It's, it's been great. And I've learned a lot in this conversation as well. Well, you be brilliant today, okay, sir? Thank you, and same to you.